Good morning, dear friends and colleagues. Welcome once again back uh, with Arsponi. Uh, this is a session on the situation in Latvia. I'm very proud to introduce Professor Solvita Olsena to you, who will guide us through the Latvian status quo in a minute. Um, Solvita is an associate professor in public health and law at the medical faculty of the University of Latvia, which is in Riga. She holds a medical doctor degree, a professional lawyer degree, and a doctor in law degree. She's an attorney at law at the Latvian Council of Sworn Advocates, and she is a member of the European Committee for the Prevention of Torture and Inhuman or Depredating Treatment or Punishment. Elected in respect to Latvia, she's a member of the medical group of the committee. And finally, and not uh, unimportantly, she is a leading health law expert in Latvia with long experience both in academia and in legal practice. Her academic interests and research topics include the right to health and health inequalities, patient rights, patient safety, medical data protection, and e-health. And the last two points, medical data protection and e-health, are those where our interests are very close. And that's one of the reasons why we have been in contact now for many years. I'm very proud to have her here, in particular because the title of the project she is most intensely involved in recently is um, on impact of COVID-19 on the health system and the care system and public health in Latvia, ways in preparing health sector, sector for future epidemics. Uh, Solvita, I'm really happy uh, to have you here with us. Uh, perhaps uh, we start with this project. What exactly is it about and what are the main findings so far? Uh, so, uh, uh, very nice to meet you, Nicholas, and, and hello to everyone who is listening either today or, or will listen us in as, uh, uh, in, in future. So I'm ha really happy to be here and to discuss uh, uh, both health law issues in, in COVID times and, uh, and my activities uh, in Riga. And as well, of course, my present uh, research project uh, where I'm small part of, uh, which uh, is we are now doing research on uh, on evaluating what was impact of COVID-19 on healthcare system in Latvia uh, since March, and as well we are now uh, going to develop uh, recommendations. This is the first task to develop recommendations for uh, future uh, activities necessary to control uh, pandemics uh, or necessary to provide healthcare in pandemics. So means. Uh, Latvian government announced uh, uh, 5 million grants for research projects uh, uh, in Latvia. So the, the uh, proposal was divided in 10 parts and our part is public health and it is uh, the fifth part of the project and there are uh, other uh, projects as well now going on in Latvia uh, dealing with uh, infectious disease issues of, of uh, uh, COVID with society response, with economic response, with digitalization in general and digitalization education and, uh, and, uh, and so on. So uh, actually there are now big groups of, of scientists in Latvia dealing, uh, doing research on uh, particularly on COVID issues. Uh, what is uh, very uh, challenging is this project, this, is, this research is meant to be done in six months. And that's, as you know, uh, for uh, researchers is a really, uh, really short time. Uh, and then therefore we, we, are, we really have to uh, like choose methodology, which is uh, possible to, uh, to be done in so, so short time. But um, for me, 
I'm doing legal part. I'm doing human rights part in this. So uh, uh, I'm I'm quite well in this because uh, legal part we can do. It's a lot of uh, uh, research and in, uh, in, in in doctrinal research. It's a lot. Okay, some case studies we will do and so and and I I'm really uh, sure we will produce our results. So, uh, but I I already when we started the project and it was early July, I I did my own research already before that. So I did uh, legal research uh, already uh, since April. And then as uh, attorney, I had some already few clients who really were uh, questioning their rights in, in, in COVID times. Yes. So, uh, so I'm, I mean, like in legal research and legal practice, particularly in COVID uh, since really early March, uh, when, when all this started in Latvia. Yeah, could we perhaps just to wrap up the situation briefly? I'm not. I'm not really deeply uh, familiar with every detail in Latvia. Obviously, could we briefly wrap up the situation since March? So uh, I assume that there was a lockdown, like in many other countries. Uh, how rigid was the lockdown? When was it lifted? And how is the situation when it comes to human rights at the moment? So uh, yes. Uh, uh, so in uh, March uh, 12th, the country decided and issued the law uh, declaring emergency state and, uh, and declaring lockdown as uh, uh, all our neighboring countries. Uh, we had closed borders, we had a lot of, uh, uh, we had a lot of restrictions. However, in Latvia, we had uh, really, uh, uh, really, how to say, easy situation in respect to numbers of uh, COVID infectious patients and COVID uh, deaths and so on. So like today, uh, uh, we, uh, uh, and, and, and we, we have, uh, we, at the moment, we have one of the lowest rates of COVID infections is uh, so-called uh, cumulative number of uh, in 14 days, and, and it is uh, 3.8, and this is very low compared to all European countries. And uh, today data, and, and later we'll talk about uh, COVID app, and, and we have a COVID app where I can, and then I can get general data on it. So uh, like uh, today we have 10 new uh, uh, diagnosed patients, and we have zero deaths, and we have 2,226 uh, tests done uh, previous, uh, uh, since previous report. So, and, uh, and uh, then uh, we, we, by using this app or by using other, uh, other uh, of course, statistical data, we know that we had only 1,300 patients in Latvia altogether. 1,300 patients. So we are, we are really doing well. Mm -hmm. There are, of course, some, uh, some uh, legal issues, of course, but mainly it's because of our society, how we, we live. We live. Uh, we are not. We are. We have very low density. Mm -hmm. We are quite uh, much uh, able to comply with regulations. And as well, uh, yeah. And uh, and 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 it, we were happy that we didn't have these super spread events. Mm -hmm. So you, there was a lockdown on the twelfth of March, and that was lifted when? It was lifted on 9th of June. 9th of June, so two and a half months of lockdown, which is quite long, right? And it was, it was quite long, but it was yeah. gradually uh, reduced uh, mm -hmm. during April and May. Yeah. So this this emergency state was declared uh, for all this period, but uh, different reductions already in 
in uh, uh, societal activities, uh, let's say uh, restaurants uh, uh, and healthcare services, particularly I was investigating uh, that on, and uh, they were uh, gradually already uh, leased uh, during mm -hmm. the April and, uh, and May. So, and then also we had uh, uh, in um, April, we had only particular repatriation like uh, uh, flights, uh, especially organized flights, but already in May, uh, the country opened uh, already some air traffic. Yeah, so you are more or less back to normal now. We are, uh, we are uh, quite much back to normal now, uh, and, but it's summer. And summer in Latvia means uh, we are we are all all <laughs> a lot of us we are on holidays like schools are on holidays universities are on holidays and uh, and the different uh, events uh, are on holidays of course we are we are really missing our cultural events which uh, Latvia was very rich in summers we had a lot so but now uh, we are having uh, variations of open air uh, cultural events. Or now, even in in in, in closed premises, we have some events with uh, particular uh, restrictions. So I was in one um, last Sunday. So uh, yes, that is uh, the cultural life in general is is really still uh, very limited. Mm -hmm. But uh, kindergartens, shops are all shops are open. Uh, we have quite a, quite much abilities to travel. Yeah. Even though, but of course, the uh, uh, travel is restricted uh, towards countries which are in, in so-called red uh, list. Mm -hmm. So and, uh, I, I, had, I had a, a friend uh, last week, uh, and, and his uh, his flight to Amsterdam uh, to was cancelled due to the changing epidemiological situation in in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. yeah, I see. But, but in general, we are we are we are really we are really quite we, we are having very good life. Yes, I see. And when it comes to the university life, uh, I mean, how is the situation in, in autumn as you see it at the moment? Will there be, uh, I mean, will students be back on campus or will you try to do some remote teaching or only remote teaching or you don't know yet? Uh, that's a very good question. Thank you for that. Uh, at, the, at this moment, you, you have to, we have to keep in mind that, uh, that uh, universities are mainly regulated by national law and universities, they, they have to comply with national law and with uh, accredited programs and so on. And, and we, we didn't solve the issue, how do we comply with program requirements where it is clearly stated that is uh, teaching in person. In, uh, in, of course, in March, April, May, June, we, our university, University of Latvia, went directly to online teaching. Mm -hmm. And, and we really did uh, from one day to another, we, we changed the mode and we had, of course, some uh, difficulties, uh, not me particularly, I, uh, for me it was quite easy, but other colleagues, they, 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 had, they had some challenges. But uh, at the present situation, and yesterday I discussed uh, uh, the issue with the uh, with, uh, with, uh, administration of, of university, so uh, the situation is so that there is no general uh, general uh, uh, permission uh, of the university to adjust uh, our uh, programs accordingly. Mm -hmm. We have to comply with our programs. So there are some recommendations in respect to epidemiological safety. So distancing, physical distancing, uh, hand washing and so on. 
but what at this moment what the university has approached that we will uh, start with uh, uh, teaching in campus uh, yes there are some uh, adjustments we will uh, we will students will be uh, grouped and they will have uh, they will have studies with the same group in the same room mm -hmm. And of course, we will uh, we will be asked to keep two, two meters distance. We will be asked to uh, to look at uh, signs of respiratory infections. We will uh, restrict uh, entrance to university buildings only to those uh, either staff or students, and uh, and so on. And we have a person in university uh, dedicated uh, to to deal with all epidemiological safety issues uh, in respect to students and the staff and so on so we are uh, but at, at the moment we are we are planning to start uh, uh, in in person uh, it, there will be of course uh, exceptions in respect to our foreign students and, and especially those who will be required to uh, to comply with self isolation rules mm -hmm. they will have individual plan for online mm -hmm. learning teaching and as soon as they will be able to return back to uh, to school, they will they will join. But of course, uh, that's uh, that's uh, opinion today. And and what I believe in the case, our situation will uh, epidemiological situation. If I hope not, but in, in the case there will be need to restrict uh, uh, this uh, this uh, approach. Of course, I believe that uh, our government will. Uh, to then advise university how to do, but what uh, what I, we experienced in uh, in um, spring uh, semester, uh, there was uh, really uh, very little advice uh, from the government how to do. And my medical students, where they, they they it was clearly stated that no any kind of internship or practical learning can be performed in hospitals. Mm -hmm. or yeah. exams in hospitals and so on. Of course, uh, six years medical students, they were really uh, worried how they are going to complete uh, their final exams. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, they, they, they were even sending uh, a request to the government uh, uh, and suggesting that uh, they, the government should uh, agree and sit together with them to, to find a good ways. And the government was not so responsive, uh, responsive to the proposal of students. Uh, and um, but uh, but they they completed their their course six year and and or other studies. Uh, but if and and of course this virus virus is not uh, not disappearing immediately. Uh, if there will be challenges in medical studies, particularly, then I I really uh, we are discussing what would be uh, the best way to continue uh, learning teaching. Yeah, may I ask you as. May I ask you as a public health expert and as a medical expert whether you think that the, uh, the, the measures that you described, so two meter distance and uh, putting um, students in groups and, and looking for symptoms suffice to keep this under control? Uh, of course, the university is not, uh, uh, out, it doesn't exist outside society. And, and of course, if student is taking public transport and is getting infected there, then we could have a brilliant measures in university, mm. but that's, that will not help us. So, uh, and, and there is one issue I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that our government uh, is not taking seriously. It's the issue about wearing uh, 
regular face coverings. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I'm still, I really believe, and I also discussed with my colleagues in university, there are also colleagues, they do believe that uh, requirement to wear uh, face coverings is really efficient uh, to, to uh, limit spread of virus, but it is still not required in Latvia. And, uh, and it was introduced as a requirement in May in respect to public transport. Mm -hmm. People were not so ready to do it and they were not also equipped with that and they didn't comply with that and then this requirement was lifted in June. But of course, uh, and, and then it was, and, and I was really surprised in that moment because when, when the government introduced this requirement in public transport, they even wrote on Twitter to uh, Minister of Health, I do not see the scientific uh, uh, background for such requirement in public transport separately because this uh, virus is spreading everywhere, where are a lot of people, why don't you have this requirement in shops or in, in some other quite dense public spaces and uh, and uh, and then she uh, she she responded, and there are other there are uh, there were others who responded in May that there is no scientific evidence, mm -hmm. and uh, and then I, of course I, I I really tried to introduce uh, colleagues, uh, uh, other public and uh, and the government, the Ministry of Health with evidence which was already there in that time, published in British Medical Journal by Professor Tishkinhal and other other uh, scientists and uh, but uh, still and today is August uh, this issue about uh, efficiency of face coverings to control spread of viruses still still uh, under the question yes so I uh, this is this is one uh, one of my uh, like uh, this is serious concern uh, but of course uh, uh, what I see uh, if the virus is not circulating in uh, in society, of course, it doesn't have a trail to, to come to university. But as soon as virus will circulate in society in much bigger extent than it is now, mm -hmm. then of course the university will be will be required to change the approach. Yeah, but your expectation at the moment would be that if things stay stable uh, and if face masks are worn uh, and and all the other measures are taken, you 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 think that it is uh, acceptable to take the risk as an expert, I, I mean, uh, uh, to ask students moment, to come back. Mm -hmm. At this moment, at this rate of, of spread of virus in Latvia, which is very low, I, I, I believe yes, because, okay. because I'm looking for systematic approach, because people should get education, they should get education, which is quality one, people should get healthcare, they have different other needs, and if we are able to control virus as, as, as at the present moment, I don't think that risks is, uh, the risk is too high to, uh, to, uh, to limit all other needs. Mm -hmm. But of Let course, me... as soon as, as we will see, and I hope that will not come to Latvia, different, different uh, risk, uh, risk in, uh, uh, in, in, in uh, caused uh, by that virus, of course, then we should uh, again uh, rethink what, what kind of activities are high-risk activities and what kind of activities are low-risk activities. Because what is, what is uh, as, as well my concern that when, when we saw in March, when all the restrictions were placed, there was no evaluation in respect to uh, whether that activity is high risk or low risk activity. Like for example, 
uh, government uh, really uh, closed down more or less all ambulatory healthcare services without evaluation whether that healthcare service is uh, what kind of risk uh, does, uh, that healthcare service contains. And I, I have been investigating one example. For example, a, a, a consultancy of uh, 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 psych psychotherapies. Mm -hmm. The medical doctor, a psychotherapist, or psychologist, but that's for, mainly for medical doctors, it was not even for psychologists, but medical doctors were prohibited to provide uh, psychotherapy, consult psychotherapy consultancies in person. And uh, that, uh, that was clearly uh, a poor no evaluation because a medical doctor, psychotherapist doesn't have any physical contact to his patient. He has a really five or six meter di uh, distance. Mm -hmm. and, and there was a really high need of these services because I, I do work with association of uh, medical doctors in psycho psychotherapy and they really see the really high need still continuing. And, uh, and, and, and that of course uh, uh, was, was not a proper approach to, to say that the doctors are prohibited to provide that service uh, for patients in need. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I, what I say that, uh, that the knowledge what we have today, and I'm happy of course today, we have much more scientific knowledge in, in how do we control virus. We we've simply we have to put our knowledge together and to see what kind of a societal activities, education, healthcare, uh, economic economic activities, uh, uh, what kind of epidemiological risks are there? Yeah. So uh, may I ask you a question that I'm thinking about a lot, and I don't expect an answer, because, <laughs> but I perhaps perhaps you have one. I would really appreciate one. My 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 question is the following: when until March, all of us were completely used to live in a world where um, epidemiolo epidemiological measures did not really play a role in our life, how we would develop our life. So it was in this sense free, right? So every one of us could do whatever we wanted. Since March, um, all kinds of uh, uh, public health uh, thoughts um, come into our life via legal means. Um, and um, and behind these measures that come with legal means, there are values such as the ones that you mentioned here, uh, which is society cannot stop um, and uh, people need to have the possibility to do their living as much as their daily life as much as possible and uh, and so on and so on. And all these values um, make it through into law in a given way, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and all these uh, laws then um, are obvious, need to be uh, constitutional, right? So they need to be in line <laughs> with, uh, with fundamental rights. Um, and I would assume that it would take us a lot of time to, to, to find the right balance here because, um, because it has taken us a lot of time in many of these conflicting areas to find the right, whatever that might be, balance. And what I see at the moment in, in Europe everywhere is that all of us come into this debate with our own set of priorities. Um, and, and, and we then say, uh, I don't know, life is not priority number one, provided that it would mean, or personal life is not priority number one, provided that it would mean a complete stop of society. Or um, uh, psychotherapy is not important enough, provided that it 
uh, increases the risk of spreading the disease and therefore we stop psychotherapy, right? And so on. And there are plenty of such measures. Every, every one of us is confronted with this every day. And my question now is, who should, who should govern this or who should steer this? And what exactly is the role of legal or medical experts in this debate? And, and where does the law end and the political decision start? Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas, for this wonderful question. My short answer is we have to govern that. We, we have meaning the same people. people living here and we have yeah. to govern that. Mm. But, but uh, uh, and, and, and that question, I, I really love this issue because this is, all, this is what, what all my life I was doing a lot. And what I could say from my perspective, uh, that of course these public health risks, they were always there. But we were not aware of them. We were not ready to discuss them. We somehow, there was a lot of times when we I left these public health ex experts or public health professionals that, that ah, let, them, let them do and so on. But, but because like HIV, uh, TB, uh, hepatitis C and, and many other diseases, uh, we, uh, we, we have been living with them. They were really causing a lot of harm to us and our society, our friends, uh, colleagues and so on. But we, 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 we took it for a very long time, we took it as a personal problem. We mm -hmm. didn't look at this as a societal issue or as a group issue. Now, and, and I'm, I'm really, I, I will not say happy, but I, I say this is fascinating that uh, COVID came and opened our eyes. That there are so many biological factors, in, and in this case with a virus, which are really, uh, if we, are, we do not care about them, and if we do 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 not act properly, that that all these uh, viruses they are killing us, and they are endangering us, and it was necessary in Europe and particularly to to show examples that people are suffering so much in in big uh, numbers or dying in big numbers, like uh, let's say example of Italy, to open our eyes, that mm. that. Diseases are spreading, viruses are spreading, and, and, and we are vulnerable, all of us, and then we, we really have to use, and here it's what I say, we should govern, and, and governing I mean we have to use our knowledge to evaluate what kind of life we are living. Hmm. And there are a lot of, because in Europe and, and, and many of in our societies, we were really, like you said, we were feeling that we are living very freely, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And of course, it was not really the case because we were all exposed to traffic risks, to like in Latvia, to droning risks and, and different other risks. But that we, we were considering that this is a problem of individual. And, and, and from a public health uh, like perspective, I would say that, uh, that uh, uh, COVID uh, pressed us to learn. And I really, and I see, here I see the positive issue of COVID, that uh, that this pressure is really chance to learn and and what i would really wish that uh, that and why i do also this study that uh, uh, that these lessons we learned uh, could really then be useful for uh, for uh, future yeah let's come to the future in a second but before that uh, a little bit of the past still because uh, i remember very well i was already old enough then uh, the uh, when when hiv entered uh, um, our lives right and hiv at the beginning uh, was 
in some ways very similar to what we see here, uh, but in 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 the at least in the public perception. So it was a, a pandemic and a new disease and the virus, and nobody knew anything about it. The difference was. Uh, although people were very uh, upset about the situation, never, ever, um, uh, at least to my knowledge uh, or my memory, never, ever, there was any state in the world um, making any compulsory rules how people would need to behave to, uh, to, increase, to decrease the probability that they would be infected, right? It was an individual problem. There were many recommendations, right? You should not reuse a needle, you should not have unprotected intercourse and so on, but it was an individual choice whether or not to follow these rules to protect yourself. This is very different in this case because this, in this case it came with a lot of rules um, from the very beginning that had a direct impact on you, although you were not yet infected. Um, that is, in my view, a difference and I don't know yet uh, where this comes from. And the second point, um, Let's come now to the, to the teaching situation. If you had a student today um, in Latvia or in Austria arguing that he or she has a personal set of priorities and reducing the risk for his or her own life is priority number one, and therefore that person is not willing to come to the, to the university but prefers to stay at home and still wants to study, this this. This individual choice is again excluded in a way, right? So it's not no no option if if the description that you gave about what you are planning to do in October um, is is uh, if I understood that correctly, then the student will not be able to study. So again, this is something where the where the society already has now uh, all kinds of sets of of decisions taken without any process in it, right? Um, and that this is also different. That was not the case in HIV, I think, right? So there were much, much more time to discuss and to, to come up with some kind of consensus within the society. So I think this is really new. Could you agree? Yes, of course, I agree that this is a new, uh, new situation. And uh, uh, but as you know, from humanitarian law, we say that uh, uh, there is no uh, war repeating. This is the same yeah. with diseases. Yeah, they true. do not repeat the same scenarios. And therefore, uh, and uh, therefore, this uh, COVID is not repeating previous diseases. However, when you look at, and, and, and particularly also history of medical law, uh, we do see a lot of restrictive measures uh, without proper uh, proper evaluation also of individual freedoms. Because, like I, when I lived in Soviet Union, I, we had a law stating that person who uh, was diagnosed with sexual transmitted disease uh, was obliged to uh, disclose all his uh, contacts and all these contact persons were obliged to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to undergo diagnostics. Mm -hmm. and, and that was also a compulsory measure. You, 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 was, you, you were taken uh, to... to uh, uh, to uh, uh, institution dealing with sexual transmitted diseases by police, we had mm. we had such cases. So, and then another example when you look at uh, people who are suffering uh, uh, from mental diseases, they uh, they are smaller groups simply, but there 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 is a long history. Just because the person was suffering mental disease, they were very restricted mm. by law as well. Mm. Their rights, their, their possibilities, and so on, and 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 of course, but did that all that didn't come so uh, quickly. 
yeah. now uh, COVID came uh, immediately, and but COVID came with a different uh, a different issue, which was uh, really uh, necessary to open eyes because it came with uh, with a big numbers of uh, fast time people, mm-hmm. and that was made that made difference in my opinion. And and therefore, uh, governments and I, I really remember I was in Council of Europe in early March, and, and we really uh, with DHBO uh, colleagues and, and and our committee we discussed with medical members uh, what to do, what to do because this was a week before uh, lockdowns, and and you you we saw that there was because of this high number of dying people or suffering very seriously or and and, and the healthcare system crashing in Italy there was a really big pressure on politicians to do something. People were really requesting at that time, please do something, please go sharp, please go very restrictive. Mm-hmm. And the politicians did, did so. Yes. And, and, and in my opinion, they even did what was demanded from the society. Because, mm-hmm. because that's what I also observed in Latvia, there was, there was so much uh, outcry, it's why they don't do this or that. Mm-hmm. So, this made this made difference. Biological part made difference because the consequences were obvious for everyone that this is uh, this is uh, like dangerous. And actually, it made a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. People, yeah, why people were so so good at, at, at complying with uh, with all these restrictions because they were afraid. Yes, but and, this fear. And, I mean, the fear uh, certainly did not come out of the blue, right? So it was. I mean, it was part of the uh, of the. Uh, PR, if I would call it. As the, well. The, yeah. As well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So. Of course. But uh, but of course. But but that was it. And 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 I would really love. Uh, and it's more most likely uh, colleagues in anthropology or ethno, uh, ethnography could who would study the societal reactions in that time. But that's what I could see in, uh, 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 and observe in, in in early March, that there was so big uh, pressure on everyone. Please do something. Yes, and and governments did, uh, uh, but when we come to back to your uh, second question about uh, whether the student mm-hmm. should be granted his individual rights to study at home, uh, and, and in my opinion, unfortunately, not, mm-hmm. because uh, we have to uh, uh, we we have to really acknowledge that uh, that uh, we. Individual rights, they can be expressed well and exercised well only in this systematic approach. So we have to acknowledge that we do live in society, we do live in different groups, and therefore we, we are able to also to uh, exercise our uh, rights uh, within, within the context of that group we are living in. And if, for example, because education is not regulated in, on individual manner, Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I was telling, if our program in our university is clearly accredited and stated that it should be provided in a person, and if the government doesn't permit university to change teaching mode, mm-hmm. then the university and the student, they are like trapped in. And, and, and of course, then the university as well as a... As a, as a uh, institution who has to comply with existing law doesn't have uh, autonomous power to say no we will rule out this issue in a different way and then a university can say of course uh, technically we would be able to provide you uh, that uh, way of teaching but legally we are not permitted to do so 
and this is what we what we what we what uh, what we see in in many instances that and and the COVID actually allowed us to to really see so many of these uh, issues when legally we have one way to go, technically we have another way to go, and biologically looking at the uh, public health issues, there is maybe third way to go. And your and this is where we need knowledge to. To, because what is necessary, we have to combine all these three ways together and we have to find a solution which for, at our present knowledge seems reasonable for achieving our aim. Yeah, but if I understood you correctly now, you would say that the, the, the player who finally needs to find this out balance is to be the government or the legislator, or some the, the, the people in power, let's put it like this, right? Because I mean, uh, as if I, I see the situation as follows. It's, it's rather unclear at the moment whether or not, uh, no, let's put it like this. The risk to be infected is obviously higher when you, are, when you go to university than when you stay at home. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a potentially deadly disease also for young people. Uh, so there, there are very good reasons uh, to try to avoid this in, either for yourself or for your family. Uh, there is plenty of teaching and, and uh, plenty of teaching available, technically speaking, um, that would substitute a lot of the present style um, we normally teach in at universities. Um, and still you say, uh, if the law is not changed, uh, my student would not have the right to insist to stay at home, right? So at the end, the balance that you try to find is found by the by the legislator in this case, right? Because the legislator could only also change the rule by saying, we do everything from home now, as we did it in March, April, and May. And, and I mean, the, the world didn't stop, right? So. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Now, th this is what, what, I, what I see, okay. that it's not only legislator. You'll see that uh, uh, the COVID actually really uh, as well presented us clearly how we are independent, interdependent. The legislature and, and, and lawyers, they should really be, uh, they should listen to uh, scientists in epidemiology, uh, and then they should listen also to, uh, say, people who are organizing educational processes in university, and they have to, all of them sit around the table, and they have to, all of them, discuss what would be the, most suitable approach with the lowest risk to achieve our aim. Yeah, that's a good. Because uh, long time ago, it, we, we really thought, okay, government could, could do this. And, yeah. and, and, and it's not so important how well it is based on science or not. But the COVID really pressed us to, to see that uh, knowledge in, uh, uh, in uh, virusology is, is it crucial to issue the law. Hmm. And, the and therefore, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm, and, and here I see, uh, uh, I have been working in this interdisciplinary field uh, more than 20 years. Hmm. And I, I, I have participated in so many really hard discussions that, uh, that the lawyers say, no, 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 we don't see these individual rights and, uh, and, the, and, and some do say, yeah, this is only one medical study and so on and so on. And then they either don't get anywhere or they put some restrictions or some permissions which are, which are uh, unreasonable. So now, I, but, but since there are not so many dying because of these restrictions, they, we could live with them. 
But today, COVID is uh, is different, uh, different virus, and it is really uh, pressing us to find solutions which are uh, which are really limiting the risks of virus. But this is uh, this is uh, this is really uh, how to say. Uh, we have to acknowledge that we are living in the risky world. We are living, our life is risky way, and this is natural. But of course, we have to be very much open about different risk factors we are facing when we are doing one thing or another thing. Yes. Driving yeah. by car to university, uh, going by, uh, uh, by food to university or, or whatever, and then, of course, uh, we have to then be open about all these risks. We have to then do all these evaluations, and then we have to then uh, make our choices. But choices, it makes also, uh, uh, that requires responsibility. And what do I see today in Latvia and also in Europe? Hmm. That our, and thanks God, our uh, lives in Second World War was not so demanding in respect to responsibility. We had long time, we could distribute discussion, we could say our small responsibility is there, put more responsibility here and another small responsibility is there. Today, when, when the decision should be taken very uh, timely, and of course then the, the, the responsibility comes with that, the people are uh, quite afraid to do mistakes and, and to take wrong decisions. And, uh, and 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 this is uh, this is a really challenging situation. But what is uh, and, and I I see how to say uh, and, and and this uh, I saw this well that uh, and, and there are a lot of uh, good scientists also saying of course, COVID epidemic epidemic pandemic sorry COVID pandemic really is pushing us to take fast decisions decisions we can take on only based on the knowledge we have today. It might happen that this knowledge we have today will be outdated in one week. Yeah. Meaning that this decision we took today, uh, we have to change one week later. So dynamics today, they, this is a very different one. Uh, but uh, and, and there are not so many people, as I say, in Latvia, not only, also in, in other countries who are who are you know, able to be to, to work in this dynamic approach. Because what happened to WHO actually. Uh, when the, there were uh, 239 scientists who had to send a letter to WHO saying that their uh, recommendations are outdated mm. from scientific perspective, please change that. And that was particularly regarding the masks. This was uh, and, and and later on when I when I when I when I uh, 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 I, I saw an article in New York Times, it, it was clearly described that there is a panel of persons and scientists sitting, and there were part of the panel, they were quite progressive and able to, to, to take this dynamic. And there were people who were not so good at this the dynamic approach. And therefore, there was a kind of break in, 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 that, uh, in, in, in that machine. And, uh, and, 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 and this, from human perspective, of course, it's very normal. We, we, we are not uh, living in the same dynamics, uh, uh, all of us. Yeah. And now it is, of course, and, and we see today constantly, we had yesterday uh, a government uh, pres uh, 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 press conference where the Minister of Health was having a one opinion 
about what is scientifically well-based way to uh, public gatherings and our prime minister is also very uh, is, he has phd and so he, he had another opinion hmm. and so so it's a it's it's i i but that's what i like in this time and i see this is really challenging that this that time and decisions they really require dynamics and also these decisions are really uh like opening up that whatever you do you have to bear your responsibility mm. yeah yeah uh, i mean one just one more point on this i mean uh it's obviously important to have experts helping then um in this uh, the question is who is the right expert and who is the right group of experts right so it's uh i mean one of the lessons i learned uh, so far out of this is that the question who is going to advise the government and what is the the background of those people is of utmost importance because it then supports them to take the responsibility that you're talking about but it would not it could be different if there were other experts so in particular the ones that you mentioned psychotherapists for example at least in in the countries where i have a closer look into were not really on the top list of experts at the beginning right and it yeah. might might have been wise to ask them a little bit more intensely at the beginning before spreading the 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 fear on the continent, right? As it happened, yeah. um, as it happened in March, um, and and also lawyers, and in particular uh, lawyers with a specific interest in fundamental rights, uh, were not really on the priority list when it came to the to the measures but in here March. Here I have a small note, Nicholas. Yeah, go. Ahead. We were, I mean, Latvia was in very particular situation in this respect. Our uh, present president, Mr. Uh, Egils Levitz. He's a former judge of European Court of Human Rights and mm -hmm. a judge of a former judge of uh, Court of Justice. Mm -hmm. And he very early, I think it was around 20th, 20th uh, March, something like that. He called so-called uh, uh, the, the chairman of Supreme Court, the, uh, the president of Constitutional Court, who is also a, a former judge of European Court of Human Rights and him. And they mm -hmm. made uh, a like, small council and already at the end of March, they even they uh, both our president and the president of constitutional court, they wrote particularly uh, 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 two articles in our law journal, Juris Tavat, stating mm -hmm. that fundamental rights are basic rights which cannot be lifted in general, even in times of emergencies. So that's and I interesting. Have been even quoting uh, all mm -hmm. these uh, really excellent. Uh, scholars and 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 a president they are uh, like uh, president uh, of the country and president of the constitutional court uh, I, I have been quoting even them and uh, uh, in my article and and i will do these quotes that that these limits should be based and they particularly pointed out in science oh that's very interesting because this is then different in latvia from many other countries yeah. so two questions coming out of this the first one is did it have any impact so is there anything that is not allowed in any of the measures uh, that we know that are not allowed in latvia because of uh, fundamental rights concerns and in particular what is the impact of this on the tracing app solution that is uh, used in latvia at the moment um Look, I will start with uh, with a tracing app. Latvia was one of the first countries who developed an app and, and introduced an app. And this issue of fundamental rights was really uh, explored and discussed. 
our uh, director of our data protection uh, um, institution expressed her opinion on it. And there were some other lawyers, Ministry of Justice expressed their uh, uh, opinion on it. And they were also uh, describing how uh, uh, how that app is operating in order to safeguard fundamental rights. Mm -hmm. And then later on, this uh, app was also checked by the, by the office of the president. And actually our president was one of the first public uh, uh, persons who downloaded the app uh, uh, on, on a TV show, not show, but in TV news, and it invited everyone to use that app. And, and even he, uh, uh, announced that this app is good to, se uh, to serve the uh, purpose and it is safe in respect to fundamental rights. Mm -hmm. And later on I followed uh, the technical, uh, technical experts, they uh, as well, they wrote that they checked that because of the particular algorithm which is on app, that this is exactly doing what is promised to do. Yeah. So I, I am not so much in, in, in I, I didn't, didn't, didn't do my own research in detail in this respect because mm -hmm. there were so many good and, 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 and really experts in this field already involved. But, uh, but our app, which is uh, which, uh, titled Up to the COVID in Latvian and Stop COVID, is, uh, has, has had a very nice approach. They had a one weakness. It was not uh, well uh, advertised in, 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 in from the lens of uh, of human rights, mm -hmm. and and it, and and they they did publish this open code quite late. Mm -hmm. But uh, but in general, in general, it was uh, it was done uh, really nice in nice way, and uh, and it was done through the people uh, who are uh, who are really experts in in, in fundamental rights. Yeah, but it's it's only on a voluntary basis, so there is no obligation to use it. Yes, and of course, this is only on voluntary basis. Now there is a discussion and, uh, that, uh, for example, for people who are attending cultural events, uh, that uh, they uh, mm -hmm. uh, that they may be required to use an app. Yeah, but which is, is one of the is... standard problems. The next one will be whether an employer might may ask his employees to use the app, right? So that will be the next issue then. Yeah. It is the next issue, but the, the, the point is so that the app is not anywhere. These data, they are not uh, available for, for employers. No, but uh, if you if you introduce an app and you say that it's voluntary and at the same time you may you it's it's legal for employers to ask employees to use the app if they want to enter the office, then it's probably no longer voluntary, right? So definitely, then yeah. definitely, then it is not yeah. anymore. Uh, then it, that is not any more voluntary. But um, let's see how that uh, will develop because since the introduction of the app, uh, we, we had really already low rates of infectious, uh, mm -hmm. of spread of uh, COVID. And, and now there, is the, there, there, there was a news that either one case or two cases were, uh, were traced via app. So very small. So amount. it's not not really. We don't have evidence yeah. whether really how well or, or uh, that app is really working in 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 tracing COVID contacts. Yes, I see. So the other question, just not to forget, it was whether you think that the fact that uh, fundamental rights were very early uh, discussed in Latvia had any impact on the regulatory framework in comparison with other states. 
So is there anything mm. you are not using that, that other states are using because of these fundamental rights perspectives? Uh, look, uh, uh, in, in from a for, uh, from the formal perspective, uh, it was it had a really good impact because when the emergency state ended, now we have and I will now open in my um, in my computer. So now the COVID issues are regulated by two uh, laws and and uh, as well because we had a discussion, of course, uh, legally who is uh, has authority to issue uh, uh, legal regulations in respect to uh, uh, fundamental rights restrictions. Because initially it was done by the cabinet of ministers, but in Latvian constitutional law, it's uh, cabinet of ministers doesn't have a full uh, 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 lawmaking power. Mm -hmm. It has a, just a power uh, through delegation. Mm -hmm. So uh, and 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 that was of course one issue of fundamental rights, and therefore it was even quite early uh, the uh, important regulations or uh, restrictions they went through the parliament. We have another issue, uh, please, uh, we could come back. Uh, we have Latvia introduced e-parliament because of COVID. Yeah, Our parliament yeah. is now able to work uh, online. Yeah, and will this continue so, now? Is this? Yeah, and, and so at the moment we have law on the management of the spread of COVID infection. And, uh, and if you see, the chapter, there is the introductory chapter, general provisions, and the second chapter, restrictions of the rights of persons. Mm -hmm. So it's clear, clear statement that, uh, uh, and, and it says in, the in accordance with this law, restrictions of the rights of private individuals may be imposed only when the risk to public safety that are related to the spread of COVID infection cannot be effectively eliminated by applying the legal means uh, specified under the general legal procedures. Mm. So we have a and, and, and that is, of course, uh, a real outcome of that uh, uh, pressure. When we do come more in detail uh, in what manner they do, uh, the state do uh, restrict uh, rights of individual persons. So uh, I did research yesterday on one particular issue. How do we require persons to uh, stay in self-isolation? And, uh, and and that is that self-isolation is regulated by the regu by the uh, regulations of cabinets, and 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 these norms are not uh, first of all they are not clear. The norm stating the self-regulation is, is is really by the text uh, written in Latvian it uh, provides a retroactive uh, application, mm -hmm. which is strange. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then until yesterday, it didn't have it didn't stay when this law uh, when this list of countries is entering in force. Mm -hmm. And it was really people and even clients they were consulting me asking, but when this particular list, which is published Friday 16:30, then mm -hmm. it has a, a legal force, mm -hmm. and it was not stated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and uh, and the there's no general rule. Discuss this uh, corrected yesterday with amendments in that regulation, mm. but this uh, and but this uh, mistaken legal uh, mistaken uh, 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 text of the norm that is not yet uh, corrected. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but and and there is of course, uh, but the, another issue. What I would like to say, it. It, it was stated by the both, by the, by the president and by the president of constitutional court that all these restrictions should be well based in science. And this, I, I did my own research, and this I would say uh, that this uh, criterion is not fulfilled. Mm 
we have so little references to whatever signs they are using to pose these restrictions. I had a client early uh, in, uh, in April, May, and, and she was really put under police control because she was a COVID patient in March. And, and she didn't have any more any symptoms since end of March. But she had the positive tests, which is scientifically stated that, uh, that uh, these tests could be well positive long time after the person uh, is not anymore uh, symptomatic or uh, able to uh, infect someone. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, there, and, and it was scientifically uh, well known that the test itself uh, is not a prop, uh, proper one to state whether a person is uh, already recovered from COVID or not. Mm -hmm. and, and we had really uh, uh, quite long uh, cooperation period uh, and, and she, she, she really discussed with public authorities uh, on what legal basis they do request her this police control and, and quarantine. And at the end of that, this rule was lifted and the Ministry of Health issued the statement that based on novel scientific evidence, this rule has been changed. And there was no any reference to any novel scientific evidence. Yeah. So Which, yeah. this is what I see that, that, uh, that they, the, our government and lawmakers, they really consider uh, this uh, uh, mechanism of restriction of human rights However, I'm still missing uh, reasonable scientific evidence to which I could, for example, myself check whether that evidence is supporting that restriction or not. Yeah, which brings me back to the question where the political decision starts and where the, uh, the scientific evidence ends and, and where the room in between is, is the one that the lawyers will have to find in, in the next years, I think, right? So that yeah, is... Uh, definitely. Yeah. When, it, when I come back, uh, Servita, if I may, to, the, um, to, to wrap this up a little bit, to the recommendations that you will give on the future fight against pandemics within your research project, are there already any any results that you would like to share with us? So what the outcome of your research is on how, how a state or how the European Union should uh, deal with a similar situation in future? Uh, of course, uh, I, would, uh, I would really state uh, that my, my, my one recommendation, which is, uh, which is already preliminary, all this what I will state is, of course, preliminary results because uh, mm -hmm. I'm still in, in the process of research. But one, one, uh, one, uh, uh, one already recommendation that I, what, 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 what I could really say, there are a few more I will say, is that uh, if, if government claims that their restrictions or their permissions are based on scientific evidence, then they should mention it. Mm -hmm. And then at least, because if they say so, then they should really particularly make reference to what kind of scientific evidence they do refer to. Mm -hmm. If they say that this is political decision or that this is decision like uh, made by parliament or, or by government, then it is clear this is political decision and we are treating that decision as political one. Mm -hmm. but, they, uh, but what I would really say, as soon as someone mentions science, that, that then, then it has to be very precise. Mm -hmm. Who exactly he is quoting, who exactly he is citing, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and what kind of like and also what is important of course to see whether this uh, citation or reference has been signed correctly 
because as you as we know in in science as well sometimes we do see references where they are where they are useless or they yeah. are even wrongly cited so yeah. this is one recommendation I, and i really i really would uh, would uh, would say that because in the medical field in general in, and it's not only COVID. We are now having another hot issue about, again, about the regulation of uh, women choosing to give birth at home. Mm -hmm. So scientific evidence really matters. Mm -hmm. And we have to use it. And, mm -hmm. and it's particularly with, when it comes to clinical risks. Yeah. We don't have any other way to discuss clinical risks, medical risks, if we don't have evidence. Mm -hmm. yeah. every, every other discussion is just what I have seen myself. Yeah. And that's it. So this is this is this is number one. I would really uh, suggest that uh, uh, if if any decision is based on, on on science, it has to be clearly then stated what kind of science. Good. Then second, I would really uh, say that uh, we we have to really look uh, uh, in all these measures. Uh, how do we uh, really protect human rights? We mm -hmm. we should always consider. That we, we that 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 these people we are really restricting they are humans because we have seen and, and a COVID pandemic really uh, uh, allowed us to get terrible examples how how humans were not respected. For example, I did also I did uh, I, I wrote an article for Latvian uh, Journal of Medical Doctors, and we had a we had a restriction for uh, women births in deliveries. They had a restriction to have a partner uh, accompanying them. And they relied on the law, which stated that any third party should not be permitted to enter hospital. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, law, wrong interpretation of law, because I would not consider as a lawyer that a partner for a uh, uh, for woman husband is a third party. Mm -hmm. Even yes. I would say this is necessary. And, uh, and of course, and, and there was a very good medical evidence, both by WHO and, and, and by, for example, British Society of Obstetricians saying that it is for birth safety to secure that even women, even uh, having COVID, mm -hmm. if that is possible, they should be uh, accompanied by by a support person. Yes. Because it's a matter not about comfort, it's not about individual rights. It's a matter of, uh, of sa medical safety mm -hmm. and it's a matter of humanity. So, and I would like, like really to... Uh, says that uh, this uh, this measure is was clearly uh, 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 unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And then I, ha I have another example how to explain our hospitals uh, in March they introduced very strict restrictions to uh, personal belongings in hospitals. We had the case when 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 a mobile phone of COVID patient who uh, unfortunately um, uh, he, he died in, in hospital and he was our colleague in university. Uh, his wife uh, wrote afterwards that, that he was uh, uh, he was not permitted to use his mobile phone in intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this was obviously wrong way of, of treating patients with COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, because there was not, of course, not there was not such restriction for medical personnel. And I was sure they all had their mobile phones. I even checked with some of them mm -hmm. in their pockets. Mm -hmm. And there is no evidence that that that, that mobile phones are are really uh, are really uh, risky. Mm -hmm. And there is, of course, good other examples from other countries that people who were uh, isolated due to COVID 
the hospitals provided them with different digital means to connect to their loved ones, to, to, to continue conversation, even to support them while dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is what I say is that uh, what uh, uh, what uh, these two examples as well. But but what I say is that uh, that what we learned there in our approach in hospitals, this was not necessary, and it was yeah. therefore contrary to the the human rights. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some measures which are reasonable, and I do mm-hmm. believe. But we have but, but the hospital particularly is run by medical doctors. There is mm-hmm. there is full full house of people uh, uh, having knowledge in medicine and they have to be able to uh, judge, uh, to apply critical thinking and to judge and take decisions. But what that is exactly, it was a case here as well in Latvia, doctors were really afraid to do it. Hmm. There was such fear in hospitals that now all will be, will will be infected that they were really, speaking like, like paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And and that of course didn't didn't help uh, didn't help them and, and and patients were suffering out of this and uh, and yeah. I would say okay when we see some big wave like early March coming and we don't have really these uh, ways to do I do say okay we do prohibit but the, uh, the next day we have to start again and we have to then consider how do we mm-hmm. limit our prohibitions in a reasonable way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, I see. And there was and, a third. And of course, and the third, and the third, uh, third, uh, another preliminary finding that I have already is that uh, we we do have different norms which are mistakenly written, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we we were not fast enough to correct them. Specific COVID nineteen laws. You mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. like what I learned that this norm about self-isolation is, is, is so poorly mm-hmm. written and it is not, it is, it is known in, in, in authorities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is even, yeah. even yesterday I wrote, I, there is evidence in, in, in the, in the information uh, uh, supplied together with uh, amendments. Yeah. But they didn't dare to, to, to change the norm itself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know whether this is of any help, but I may share with you uh, the news that this is not only in Latvia the case, right? So there are, I think of it's course. a quite common problem everywhere. <laughs> but look, Nicholas, yeah. but this is again, um, in medical law, we have it a lot, but in general, all of who we are, we are doing something, we are doing mistakes. Yeah. This is very human. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept that we are doing mistakes. Mm. And, yes. and in COVID times, we are. Uh, this is. Uh, this was simply like we, we, It was. Uh, uh, it was possible to see much faster than we do it usually. But then we we have to really be aware that how do we manage our mistakes? Yes. And in medical safety, we do manage mistakes by first of all apologizing to someone who suffered, mm-hmm. and secondly, we do corrections. Yes. And that Absolutely. we have to do in law as well. Yeah, quite similar in law, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, Rita, thank you so much. I think this was a wonderful overview about what you're doing and about the situation in Latvia um, and about some of the fundamental issues we are dealing with in this uh, pandemic. Is there anything you would like to add at the end? Any- I really thank you, Nicholas, for inviting me. And I really, I really, I really see, and I have been following you, Ars Boni, uh, uh, videos because uh, this is what is uh, so important that we do keep connections 
-hmm. we do keep discussions and I really uh, um, learned from your questions again, something more for my research. Thank you. And, uh, and and I, I learned as well um, by online meetings uh, with other colleagues that, uh, that, that in order to develop thought, in order to develop ideas, we have to meet. Yes, absolutely. And in the case yeah. we are not able to meet in person, as we, as we were used to meet uh, before, we have to use online meetings. Yes. And this is a really nice way. And another issue that I would, I would really, I'm thankful for you and I would like to invite colleagues that the evidence we have, the cases we have, they are not unique. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, uh, I believe that more value we will uh, we will really get if we will combine our knowledge, our cases, and then if we will uh, produce, uh, let's say, articles, guidelines, or uh, some already material with knowledge we gathered during this COVID times. And therefore, I, I as well, I, I, I'm really interested also to cooperate with colleagues in other countries, uh, particularly in comparative research. Yes, because Latvia I, is a very small country, hmm. and if you look at the scientific journals, they are not very interested to accept uh, just description of Latvian situation. Mm -hmm. But uh, doing comparative research and doing research together with uh, uh, with people from other countries with a like outside view on our situations, we we really get much better picture on the issue, yes. and 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 I believe that we can really then. Uh, uh, yeah, provide knowledge for both for us yes. and, and for others others as well so that therefore i i see i see very good value in in, in these discussions and, uh, and and thank you again nicholas and your yeah. university that uh, that you are running this project so thank you so much Sovita, and you are completely right i completely agree with you we need to do a lot of uh, a lot more of research together um in also in law not only uh in in medicine um that that is one of the most important personal lessons I learned so far. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hope uh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's start with it. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Sovita. have a wonderful uh, afternoon. Thank you to all our listeners. It was really great um, to have you with us. Stay healthy, stay safe and stay interested in what we are doing. Thank you so much and all the best. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Sylvita. We are offline. That was wonderful. I, I learned so much from you, and and you did. You presented it in the most beautiful way. Really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. You. <laughs> you know, how to say um, now this medical background? It makes uh, it gives me another eye. Yes, absolutely, and that's clear. And you are really. I mean, you are really deeply into the matter, and that's. Uh, I, I I really learned a lot. In particular, <laughs> thank the you. Thank you so much, In so. particular, the recommendations at the end. They are. I mean, they are really important, and you should really share the message. It's it's important uh, what you're saying here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I will, I will try my best. Yeah, because it's the yeah. in, in this moment, but I see that uh, simply lawyers alone they are not able to manage this. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and medical experts neither. So we need both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, um, yeah, and but it's yeah. difficult. It's I have been in this field. You see, medical doctors are afraid of lawyers and vice versa. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And and then uh, you probably also when you had a lot of projects with doctors. Yes, 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 yes. That's and, true. And you know That's how true. what was I thinking about the yes. protection? And so yeah, on. yeah, yeah.
So yes, if you okay. have some uh, students or, or some some who are doing on, on these uh, COVID apps. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. So and I, I can provide you information. That would be very interesting. I would be I'm, I'm very interested in everything that I can get on this because I'm quite intensely involved in the internal debate on this in Austria and in Germany. So unfortunately, everything that I wrote about it is only in German so far. But I, I, I would really appreciate any anything that you want to share Look, with me. So the Rita. app is actually in English as well. Yeah, so that would be uh, of utmost interest. So yeah, then I, I see you. You, I, I will send you a link to that app, and Thank I will, you. I will, I will send you, uh, I will send you some uh, small extracts. Uh, we have quite good now um, uh, uh, this technical translation, Hugo LD. Yeah. 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 And I will I will send you links to Latvian, but I will let, attach you this Hugo LV link. Yeah. Uh, I I believe that you can then. Uh, it is quite reasonable translation they provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank then, you, thank good, you. Good. So Rita, yeah, have a good afternoon. Let's keep in touch. That was let's really very touch. rewarding, and we <laughs> will hear from each other. I'm quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much as well. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. bye. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.